On today's show, the Boston Celtics have one key quality that is overwhelming the Warriors, and the Warriors have one key weakness that Boston is exposing. We'll tell you what both of those are on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where the best way to help us grow is subscribe to the show. Let us know. Do you think the Celtics have the Warriors figured out? What's your pick for the series? Let us know in the comments below. Joining me, as always, on Thursday, host of Locked On Bulls. What you got for me, Pat the Designer? I guess uh, Golden State in five is the wrong pick at this point. We, we going to say that? Well, Let's do it. I, I guess it's wrong now, but <laughs> Warriors could still win. It's going to be a fun series. Let's hope it goes seven because I'm not ready for basketball to end. Uh, the Golden State Warriors don't want it to end either, but the Boston Celtics are like, hey, we're coming out and we're going to come out swinging in this one. Yeah. Game three, we'll break it all down today. We'll tell you what the Warriors are doing wrong. We'll tell you what the Celtics are doing right. We'll break down all of game three. And of course, we got to do our favorite segment every single week where we count up the most interesting, fun things. Let's do a whole game three count it up. There's a bunch of fun things that happened. Paul Pierce got left hanging by a oh, fan God. when he, he put up the high five, got Poor left hanging. Um, Steve Kerr had a great quote about the, the FU Draymond chance from, from Boston. So we'll have fun with that later in the show. But let's start with this. I think the one thing that the Celtics are doing right now and the one key quality that they have that's just overwhelming the Warriors right now and the Boston Celtics get to win 116 to 100, it's their physicality. This Boston Celtics team is just bigger. Like it is, It looks like it's like a, a defensive secondary in football versus a linebacking core at times in these games because it's Al Horford, it's Marcus Smart, it's Tatum, it's Brown, it's Robert Williams. Like these guys are just big, strong, physical, athletic guys. Grant Grant, Grant Williams is like yeah. the, the biggest dude. Uh, the only small guy that the Celtics really play is Derek White. And Derek White has been holding his own in these playoffs. And you look at the Warriors side. And they're this finesse, move the ball around. The only guy they really have, besides Wiggins, who's just like an all-around incredible athlete, but the only guy they really have is Draymond, who's who is doing his damnedest to be physical yeah. and to throw to throw his body around and everything. But he came up with six fouls in this game and wasn't able to to contribute in any real big meaningful way in this one. Their physicality and the Celtics' intensity, I think, just really took the Warriors out of what they do well. And and the question that I have is is you know, we saw the Warriors come back with that same physicality in game two. Is it real physicality that can be kept up for an entire series? Or did you feel bad that you lost game one at home? That's the biggest question on the table for me right now. And I mean, you, you see it, right? Like Kevon Looney and uh, uh, um, Draymond Green, who were stars in game two and absolutely were the reason why the Golden State Warriors came out. I mean, it doesn't look the same anymore when Al Horford gets down there and he's snatching boards, when everybody's grabbing offensive rebounds. They got all out-rebounded on the offensive boards 15-6 to tonight. Boston out-rebounded mm. Golden State. And then you're talking about rebounds as a whole. It's like Golden State wasn't even down there. I thought I was watching an old Bulls game. 47-31 <laughs> to in this one. 
It's it out out rebounded by 16 in the uh, on the boards as a whole, and you could see that Boston's physicality that has been there. Let's be real, all playoff run. This they're playing the same way that they played versus uh, uh, um, Brooklyn in the first round series in the NBA Finals. Golden State came out in Game Two and tried to be and match that physicality. It looked like they were able to. I haven't seen that in Game Three, and it looked like. It was a completely different Golden State team out there. And even a completely different Golden State team from quarter to quarter at times because their their perimeter defense in the first half was just brutal, like just yeah. awful. And like the Dallas Mavericks, the team that I covered, played them in the, the Western Conference Finals, and you just saw this Warriors team stop Brunson and Luka from getting into the paint because they're able to wall off. They were able to uh, – they had so many different like – mechanisms and ways to get make sure that curry and pool don't don't stay one-on-one against luca or brunson like they had so many of these little counters and things where they would hedge or they would throw somebody or they're able to recover quick enough or or all these different things and you just didn't see that in the first half now in that third quarter the quarter that the warriors won uh that's where you actually saw that defense they held the the celtics to 25 points but you didn't see it in that first half that the Celtics were getting to the paint and they were kicking out. They were hitting their threes. Uh, and this was a game. We kind of have to bring this up now. This was a game where it's not like the Celtics went wild from three. The yeah. Celtics hit 13 of their 35 threes. It's 37%, but the Warriors were 15 of 40. It's not like the Celtics, like they did in game one, just went insane from three from the outside. Yeah. And these, these role players just had terrible games. It's, these two guys, Tatum and Br- definitely Jalen Brown in the first half, came up big in big moments and were able to carry them through different parts of this game. We finally saw a game, Pat, where Tatum and Brown played really well at the same time. Yeah. No, and that, and that was my biggest takeaway, right? I think this Boston Celtics team is the best team in the NBA. There's a reason they're in the mm. finals. One of the best teams in the NBA when Tatum and Brown can figure out how to play well together, we see them play well in spurts individually, very one-on-one at times. And I think the key to that is not Tatum and Brown looking at each other and saying, hey, maybe we should score the ball at the same time. Maybe we should have some back and forth. I think <laughs> the key to it. that is what you saw tonight from Marcus Smart and what you saw in game one from Marcus Smart. This team needs a point guard who's going to facilitate the offense. And yes, Marcus Smart, the ground and pound guy, you saw him getting in there, getting dirty a couple of times. Mm. But Marcus Smart scored the ball tonight at a very efficient rate and at the same time set the offense up for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum you saw first pass that ball was whipping around all of a sudden you're just like how'd the ball just get to the corner (laughs) for a wide open corner three again they need Marcus Smart to continue to be this level of point guard and we we didn't see that game two game three he comes out with a completely different mindset he's attacking the bucket I think the fact that you're seeing Tatum and Smart attack Steph Curry is a game changer in this series as well because there was a lot of times game one and two where Jason Tatum had Steph Curry on the switch going for the back down he goes for the fadeaway tonight he just attacked the bucket on him well Tatum or Jalen Brown had 17 points in that first quarter he was six of nine from the floor he hit he hit three threes and it just felt like he was attacking and kicking out he also had three assists in that quarter it felt like he was just attacking that perimeter defense of the Warriors and sometimes in these in these playoff games it just comes down to which perimeter defense can stand up can can stay in front of guys the longest because in the NBA now, the way that they referee games and the way that it's, you know, officiated, you can't stay in front of guys forever. You can't just, you can't really lock somebody down necessarily on the perimeter. So it's just how long can you hold up? And 
we saw, you know, from the Dallas Mavericks side of things, we saw in the, that jazz series, they could, the jazz didn't, didn't hold up at all. And so the Mavs yeah. rolled past them. We saw from the warriors against the Mavericks that the, the warriors were able to run past the, the Mavericks there and their, their defense, their perimeter defense kind of worn down, but the warriors were fresh and they were able to hold up on the perimeter. And then the Mavericks got rolled over. And so you see now in this, in this finals, uh, that first half was just a, such a tone setter. And yeah. to your point, Tatum and Brown, like Brown set that tone early when he has really good games. Like you said, it's almost like the Celtics team is unbeatable because he's just such a dynamic athlete in both him and Tatum. It's the reason why we've been waiting for this duo. We've been waiting for this like tandem to finally just take off and just take over the NBA at times. And then they had that year last year. It's so weird. They were like 500 and you're like, what is wrong with this team? (laughs) Yeah. But then they come back and they have a season like this where they start off really bad. Like from from 2000, what was it? 2020, the beginning of 2021 season to like the end of 2020. Like 2021, I guess, was just a really bad year for the Celtics because all of a sudden the start of 2022, this has been a completely different team than we've seen in the last couple of years. And all they've really done is change the coach. They brought back in. You know, they brought in a couple other guys on, you know, on, on the fringes, but it's been these two guys that have just really stepped up and have figured out how to play together, right? Maybe there was some sort of, and I've heard John Krause on Locked on Celtics say this, there's, there's some like, okay, Tatum is the number one now, and we figured that out, but Tatum yeah. is also willing to let Jalen Brown take over, and that's what happened in that first quarter, so yeah. it's those guys, and it's the physicality. Um, that has really taken the Celtics to this another level. But coming up, let's get into this game. We'll break it all down, and I'll tell you the one key flaw that the Warriors have that the Celtics are exposing. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's impossible. It's, it's impossible for some of these chain stores and dealerships even to have all the parts on hand that you need. So you're going to get up. You're going to get off the couch. You're going to take your, your bum car that's broken that you need to fix and drive all the way. Maybe you make it all the way there. Maybe you don't. Or you can just call rock or you can just go to rockauto.com see all the parts available for your car or truck and then they call it in they send it to your house it goes right to you if you're a do-it-yourselfer you like to change stuff yourself you like to check out the youtube videos and say hey i'm gonna save on the the you know what is is it at the end of your bill when you take your car into a mechanic at the end it's like labor and you're like how much like really like (laughs) so if you're that person that looks at that number and says i want to save on that number rock auto is the the place for you they also let you save on the part itself so go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need (laughs) rockauto.com thanks for making locked on nba your first listen every day we have a special favor to ask you Go check out LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. We want to hear from you guys, the Lockdown listeners, Lockdown NBA listeners, Lockdown Bulls, Lockdown Mavs listeners. Let us know what you think. And anyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of $1,000 Ticketmaster gift cards. So go to LockdownPodcasts.com slash survey right now. LockdownPodcast.com slash survey. All right, Pat, let's get into this game a little bit. Um, let's do it. I think the one flaw that we're seeing from this Warriors team is they rely too much on the the collective at times. And it's so weird to say that because in game two, it was such a strength, but it can be such a, a detriment to them too. They don't have the, it doesn't seem like they have the one guy to rely on because even with Curry playing the way that he did and he played a great, I thought he played a great game. 
and the, yeah. the the Celtics were letting him play a great game. There was yeah. how many times did Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy say, "Well, look look at look at Al Horford. He can't be that far back. Look at Robert Williams. He can't be that far back. You can't be in a drop against Steph Curry, right? Like yeah. how many times did they say that? They did that on purpose. They did that on purpose because they say, "Go ahead, Curry. Go ahead and beat us. If you're going to hit like 10 threes in a game, guess what? That's only 30 points." Yeah. Guess what? We're okay with that. We yeah. don't want the I think it was Mike Prada that pointed this out on on Twitter. It was a great point by him is that they don't want the blender of the Warriors offense that just gets you all mixed up and running around. And then all of a sudden they, they break they basically break the seal of this perimeter defense. They get into the lane, they kick out. And then all of a sudden they have like eight guys with double digits or like three guys with 20 points and all that. Yeah. And that's what makes this Warriors team so good. And when you rely on that for your, for your team, all of a sudden if Curry's getting his, but Wiggins is 18 points. He's fine. Clay Thompson is 25. And you just get nothing from Jordan Poole, right? 10, 10 points. He did a couple things here and there. But you need all of that from all of those guys because they rely on the group so much. Yeah. And the Celtics are like, go ahead. We'll let one of you guys beat us, but we're not going to let the collective beat us. And that's and that's the biggest question with this with this Warriors team right now, right? Like I, I look at this team as a team that that you have legitimately four guys that can put up 30 plus points a night. But can they and will they in specific games is the question. Poole had a nice half in the last game, had a nice second half, but he hasn't really played phenomenally in this playoffs as a whole. Jordan Poole is getting, let, uh, hear me when I say this, <laughs> clamped up by Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> is he the puddle? It, it's he, not, it's not, it's not Marcus, now? it's not Marcus Smart. It's not Jason Tatum, Jalen Br Peyton Pritchard is locking up Jordan Poole on multiple possessions. And then on top of that, right, like I, I, I'm looking at this Warriors team and I'm asking the question, is there too much youth that's just not ready for this moment? Mm. There's Clay, there's Dre, there's Steph. Outside of that, Nobody's you been have here. nobody else that has been here. Now, granted, Boston has nobody on this side that has been here. Uh, well, Iggy as well, and, and Iggy only got in, which is weird to me a little bit. I mean, that was he played really pretty strange. well in game one. It was. It's weird that he only gets in when Draymond fouled out. I thought he. I thought he might have been injured in game two, and that's why I didn't play. Well, he didn't but, look you good know, in game two. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But but I, I'm looking at this and I'm saying Steph cooked, Clay cooked, Wiggins gave you the average. Who else on this team? Draymond's not that guy. He's not going to go out there and give you the 30-point the game. He's a guy that's going to give you the intensity, the, the fight, the defense. Who's the guy outside of them that's going to step up? Otto Porter had a nice game in game two. Yeah. Jordan Poole had a nice half in game two. But can you give me somebody else that's going to have a game on this Warriors team? And that's that's been my biggest concern, especially going to Boston. Well, and Draymond's whole thing, I mean, Draymond finished this game with, what, two points, yeah. three assists, and just two turnovers. Like, his whole thing is he's he's the part that makes the blender work at times because he's yeah. the one he's the one standing at the free throw line, passing around. He's the one that breaks the traps. He's the one that breaks the zones that the Warriors face. And you can get away with having Draymond that can't shoot, having, like, you know, Gary Payton, the second who can't shoot, like he was passing yeah. up wide open threes in this game, having Looney that can't shoot. Like you can get away with having two of those guys on the court at all times. If you have Draymond that is playing well and, and kicking out to these open shooters and the blender is working, but it just wasn't because the Celtics team said, we're going to, we're going to shut that off. We're going to let Curry get, you know, 30, whatever they, they would have let him get 40 in this game. I, I think if he, if they would have just kept going 
in this one. But let me let me ask you this: Do you feel like and and I felt this way by the by the halftime? Do you feel like we saw a team that outside of your main guys was scared to take shots? At times, yeah. At times, you did because I mean Gary Payton was was passing up shots. You saw Pool at time. I mean he's he's going to be aggressive, but he's getting attacked on defense. Curry was getting attacked on defense for his. You know he was in foul trouble and all that. I mean Draymond. Draymond, I feel like Draymond takes those threes. He took how Just many? Just to th- keep you honest, how, he took. He only, two, he only took. He only took. He what took, he take? He, he took two. He took two he threes, took two. and he's wide open when he takes them. But yeah, I feel yeah. like I feel like he takes those threes not because he thinks he's going to make them. Even I think he takes those threes to show those guys that you're talking about. We got to keep shooting. We cannot yeah. pass up open shots because this also, is also also if he hits one, it breaks you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's like, we got to keep this aggressive yeah. mentality. We got to keep this. Hey, we're going to continue to take open shots. You have to in this moment. And this this moment is not bigger than you. Take these threes. And yeah. and yeah, like if he makes one, then all of a sudden it's yeah, like you're it's crushed. Like, you're done. Yeah, right? No, I, I I felt that same way. I, it got to a point right where like they kicked it to Peyton, they kicked it to Pool, yeah. Pool kicked it to Peyton, and then Clay was like, "Give me the ball," <laughs> and he got it, shot a three, and looked around like, "Shoot!" Yeah. Like this is what we do. You you guys are open. You have to take these shots. I feel like the Golden State Warriors role players got a little nervous being in their first game in Boston tonight. Yeah, yeah, being their first game in Boston, which is is interesting. In Boston, the finals, I should in say. In the fa- in the finals, yeah. yeah. Has it's been uh Boston has been like a really good road team, but they get the win at home in this one. Uh let's go over a couple of like key moments in, in this game. I think they're they're really stood out. Yeah. Um we talked about Brown's first quarter with 17 points, five boards, three assists. He scored or assisted on 24 of Boston's 33 points. It was just insane. And, and you know what stood out to me the most about that? There were two times in that first quarter where like Derek white or somebody, there's that specific one that they, they replayed where Derek white came up to set a screen on Draymond green and Jalen Brown was like, nah, nah, I got this. And he drove right at Draymond (laughs) twice and he scored right at him. Now he got blocked on one of them, but he's went right at Draymond. And I think that that, going over to the mentality of the other team, right? That's the, Hey, we're not scared of any of these guys. We're not scared of any of these guys in the perimeter. If Jalen Brown could do that. And it's because he's just so athletic, so long, so quick. Uh, Him and Tatum are just another level, like athletes and, and super skilled, which makes them incredible, like all-star level players. But uh, to have both of those guys and to have Jalen Brown step up and have that kind of quarter when Tatum wasn't having a good quarter at all. And he was holding his shoulder at the beginning of the game and struggling with that, that stinger yeah. that he got in the Eastern conference finals, like to have Jalen Brown get that quarter was, was pretty incredible. And the way that he did it going at Draymond like that, like really set the tone for this game. And, and not showing fear. The thing about that one is right. Like, he goes to Draymond the first time. Draymond blocks it. Draymond hits him with the, yeah, this ain't what you want. Get up out of here. A few more choice words. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, but but hits him with the, yeah, a little trash talk. Jalen Brown gets the ball the next play and goes at him again. Yeah. I want you to understand this. Finger roll, left hand, lay, offhand, lay. That's how much I'm not worried about no. you in the paint. And by the way, the only guy in the paint is Draymond and Kevon Looney. And they only played Looney 16 minutes in this game. That's what confused me. They got destroyed on the boards. And, the only, and it confused me because I saw Kevon Looney destroy the Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals. So maybe I, there's something I'm not saw seeing. saw him destroy with him in game two. 
We saw him destroy him in game two. He was a big reason why this Golden State team was able to get so many boards, was so stout defensively tonight. But I'll tell you what, got to give credit. If we're going to talk about moments, you got to give credit to Robert Williams tonight. that dude. Oh, my goodness, dude. Ten boards, four blocks, three steals, and he set the tone defensively inside him and Al Horford saying, listen, Y'all can do all this little shoot threes that all y'all want. We got guys that can hit the perimeter. You ain't coming down here. Robert Williams in this game, he at times, he either was limping around the court, like just <laughs> yes. looked like he couldn't walk. Yes. Or he was flying and like going warp speed down the court, right? Like it, yes. it was either one of the two. Uh, such a gamer. That block in the fourth quarter is about nine minutes left in the game. Curry was driving on on Grant Williams and Robert Williams just blocks him at the rim. That I felt like was such a huge moment because it felt like the Warriors were kind of coming back in the game. Boston was up by 10 at that point, and it felt like they were they had a little bit like, all right, the Warriors are like, okay, we're going on our run right here. And Robert Williams just blocks Curry at the rim after Curry beat his man, and all of a sudden it was like, okay, this is, this is not it. And then a couple of minutes yeah. later, Draymond picks up his fifth foul, and then all of a sudden like the Celtics were just so much more physical, it felt like um, – and then let's just go to that fourth quarter. There was a huge, well, okay, no, third quarter. There was a couple of huge moments in that one. Uh, the war, This was the Warriors quarter. quarter. Curry got back-to-back threes at the start <laughs> of it. Curry, uh, but then Curry picked up that fourth foul. Nine minutes and 11 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Picks up the fourth foul on that, that you know, kind of swipe in transition at Marcus Smart. They get the, you know, the three free throws. Yeah. Huge swing of momentum back in, in the, the Celtics side. And then we had the wildest possession I think I've ever seen in an NBA Finals. Maybe. There's been wild ones. But <laughs> That's like, I don't know about that five minutes and six seconds left to go in the third quarter. Curry gets a three and one. Al Horford got the Zaza Pachulia foul where he um, lands underneath Curry. Uh, quote, unquote. Yeah. I'm doing air quotes for everybody on the podcast. Underneath Curry. Flagrant foul on Horford. Uh, Horford was dropping on that play. He had to step up. And then Otto Porter hits a three after that. Golden State Warriors got a seven-point possession, and then they get the lead in the, the play right after that. Uh, such a huge swing for this Warriors team. And you saw stuff start going well for them in that quarter. No, nah, my, my favorite part about the quarter is, right, like you, you remember from the second quarter, you see you, it, it says uh, Boston Celtics go on an 8-0 run, two minutes and 13 seconds. In the third quarter, you see – Golden State Warriors going to eight zero run, thirty seven seconds. <laughs> yeah. What? What? That see that's I, their that's their blender. That's their game. Yeah, and and you know what? I, it, it's a big third quarter for the Warriors. The Warriors have dominated the third quarter in this series. I believe they're a plus thirty five. Yeah, I got it for counted up coming up. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that later. Don't worry about that. Stay tuned for the third segment. Uh, but 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 no, I I believe that they're a they're a. Uh, a We've seen them completely dominate the third quarters in these series, and we've also seen the Celtics struggle when they lose that lead to regain that lead. And so even though that third quarter was as big as it was, I have to give the Celtics credit even in a even in a down quarter, right? They only scored 25 points. They got outscored 33 to 25, but even in a down quarter for being able to fight back into that one because we've seen that crush them time and time again, not only in the playoffs, but throughout the season. Absolutely. Coming up, let's get into our favorite game every single week where we count up the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. Paul Pierce got left hanging. By a fan who was fan in Boston that was trying to give him a high five, and then he just turns around and Paul Pierce has his hand raised. 
how many seconds do you leave your hand up? We'll count up that. We'll count up curse comments. We'll count up the third and fourth quarter. Incredible disparity between these two teams. Talk about all that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. Usually I have a wrapper somewhere around me because I, I have them all the time. The brownie batter puffs, I can't believe they're still in the store. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar, bar covered in 100% chocolate with like marshmallow puff in the middle that tastes like brownie. And it's got this little layer of something. I don't know. It's, it's like... It's it's basically laced with something is what it feels like to me. <laughs> what? What? It is delicious. Uh, you can go check them out at built.com. Use the promo code locked15 to get 15% off your entire order at built.com. Uh, the built bar, the puffs are incredible. They have new granola out if you want to try that. Get a variety box if you haven't tried this at all, and you'll want to try a bunch of different ones. Um, add, add a bunch of the puffs to there. Add a bunch of the regular. The birthday cake ones are good, too. They have a caramel brownie bar. Check them all of them out. It's built.com. Promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15. Check it all out at built.com. All right, Pat. We are back. Locked on NBA. I, Nick Angstead hosts Locked on Mavs. Pat, the designer, hosts Locked on Bulls. Each of our co-hosts holding it down over there for us. We'll have stuff for you every single uh, every single day throughout the offseason, five days a week. And let's do our favorite game every single week. It is count it up, count it up, count it up, count it. where we count up the most fun, interesting things that happen. And let's do a full game three of the NBA Finals. Count it up today. All right. You mentioned earlier in the NBA Finals in the third quarter, the Golden State Warriors have outscored the Boston Celtics 100 to 63. 100 to 63. What is that? That's a 30, like a 37 point difference right there. An incredible difference right there for the Golden State Warriors, especially considering they have lost two of these games. The Celtics are outscoring the Warriors in the fourth quarter, 87 to 47. A 40 point difference. So my question here, Count it up. which team wins a different quarter first? The Warriors winning a fourth quarter or the Celtics winning a third quarter? Because right now, neither is happening in the opposite direction. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I'm going to go with... The Celtics didn't win the fourth quarter of the last game? Well, they... They, 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 just, they, they just dominated They've just so outscored thoroughly. them, yeah, 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 in two games, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pool, that's tough. <laughs> I would say... What is it about the Warriors in that third quarter? Because everyone's waiting for it. Everyone's waiting for, oh, the third quarter. They were playing so bad in this first half of this game. And everyone's I, saying, well, here comes the Warriors' third quarter. I, I think I think it's just the, the adjustments, right? Because, like, listen, no matter what we say, they are the three-time world champion Golden State Warriors who also have been to the NBA Finals six times. Yeah, at least three and, of them are. Yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> Steve Kerr knows what he's doing a little bit when he goes into halftime. I think that's the thing I'm going to say, and this is crazy to say, I'm going to say that golden state will win a fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, because I think that if they come into this next game and even no matter what the, the score is, if the, if the, the golden state warriors go into the third quarter and kind of like the end of the third quarter with that momentum, that might actually carry over to the fourth versus, Boston coming out of the half, being able to out adjust the Warriors. That's how dominant the Warriors seem in a third quarter. It seems more yeah. likely that they'll come out and win a fourth quarter. But it's wild that the Celtics have won these fourth quarters by so much. Uh, yeah. They they obviously dominated the game one uh, fourth quarter so much that that really added to it. And in this game, 
In game three, they won the quarters 23 to 11. That just <laughs> added to it as well. The Warriors scoring only 11 points. Now, two of those minutes were garbage time, but still. Uh, all right. I mean, as long as you're not getting beat by 30 going into it. You know? <laughs> the Celtics crowd was in it tonight. They were they were ready. They were ready for blood at times in, in this game. Yeah. Um, early, early in the game. I think Draymond had barely touched the ball, and we got a, a classic F you, Draymond. Um, Steve Kerr, after the game, was asked about such expletive response to Draymond Green tonight. Steve Kerr, facetiously, like kind of yeah. like tongue-in-cheek, said classy very classy so pat count it up is it fu draymond quote is an fu draymond chant closer to classy or nasty do you like it do you like it from the home fans or are you like come on guys let's do better uh this is my thing uh when you're that level of player and you bring that level of energy that's the level of energy that you reciprocate mm. um also don't know if the Warriors are the ones to be going to throwing stones or throwing anything based on uh, what they threw at Charles Barkley after TNT. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, so I don't know if like I would go criticizing other teams fans <laughs> right away there, Steve Kerr. But uh, I, I will say that I, I would I would lean more towards, uh, you know what? I'm going to say classy because mm, uh, in classy. the NBA, in the NBA, we've seen worse. <laughs> we have seen worse in the nba uh I, it's it's expected that's what draymond green said uh it's nasty but i think it's nasty with a purpose and i think yeah. it, it's it's fun it's it you know what it is it's respect because mm. it, it's so? an f you it's it, it's an f you draymond right but you they don't do that not, to curry well i'll say that you're not saying f you draymond if he's not getting under your skin yeah could be, yeah. And guess what? If Draymond was a Celtic, it'd be the same <laughs> thing that the Warriors fans would be saying to Draymond. Yeah. It's 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 a badge of honor for Draymond. Before the game, the Golden State Warriors stopped shoot around because they noticed that the rim was a little bit oh. off. Was a little bit off, and so they went up and they said, "Hey guys, this rim is a little bit off." They went up and checked it. Two inches. The rim was two inches different than normal. My question to you, Pat, Count it up. how many inches does it take before you notice that the <laughs> rim is a different height, that the rim is a different height? <laughs> there was, there was so many jokes I could have went with there. Most of them self-deprecating, but yeah, my wife has a complaint, but anyway, uh, no, I, I'd go, uh, you know what? I, when, when they <laughs> shoot as well as they do, Shoot I think shot. there's a, I think there's a reason they noticed, right? It, let's be real. Steph's probably the one that noticed. Steph or Clay, they probably went over there and were like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute. I've missed two in a row. <laughs> I sh I made nineteen in a row." Do you remember like, the Do you remember the Mavericks game this year that was delayed because of the rim? No, there was a game. A... There was a game in January, I think, against the, yes, against the Sixers. Do. It was a home game for the Mavericks. Yes. And Luca went out and noticed the rim was crooked. And they went out there and they checked it. And it took 40 minutes for them to fix it. They had to bring out another rim. And so NBA yeah. players notice this stuff. They, they notice when 
the rim, even if it's just a little different because they they shoot so often on these rims and so often so many jump but shots how like maybe it's a little bonus little bonus counted up how much of Here a celtics thing is that for the rim to just be a little bro, bit off right like bro if you watched winning time you see that the like the locker room was a mess during red arbox era they would do like they would they would turn off like the hot water for the showers they would do all kinds of different little things and uh, it's just such a Celtics thing that that happened. It, it was the ghost of Red that raised know, the rim. Red what are you Arbuck talking about, like, dog? Like he's clapping Red's... in his grave. He's like, let's go. He's sitting up in his Bro. box. He's like, let's go. Uh, like, Way to go, guys. I, I literally, I saw it, and I was like, how Celtics? And it's not, <laughs> listen, it's not even a jab. In, in my world, I, I live by the credo, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Don't apply that in your marriage. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I'll throw some Vaseline on a game-worn jersey so I can get past you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, little, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Hey, you're doing good. Shout <laughs> we'll out to the some, Celtics. We'll hit some trash cans when the, when the pitching is coming up. Well, there's a line. Paul Pierce. <laughs> Paul Pierce was sitting baseline or or close to baseline, not exactly yeah, on the talk baseline. Talk about inches. Wearing, wearing his uh, 75th anniversary jacket, which was a cool jacket. It was cool to see him there. Yeah. And during a, a timeout, a fan had turned around and was like kind of talking to him, a Celtics fan. So it was, you know, fun stuff back and forth. Paul Pierce raises his hand for the high five and the fan turns around at the exact same moment. Paul Pierce left his hand up there for, I counted three seconds, one, two, three, leaves it up there. And then all of a sudden you start seeing another fan come in to, to finish the high five before yeah. the cameraman turns her away. So count it up. how long do you leave the hand up for a high five before it gets weird? Um, I'm going to be real with you. I make it weird. Do you do the, you go- do the high five yourself thing? Cause I'm, no, I'm definitely no, no, the, the Josh no, no. Hart, the Josh Hart, I'll, like I'll, high five I'll myself. Hold, I'll hold the hand. And if it takes too long, I'll just slowly bring the hand into your, into your <laughs> realm of vision. Like you're not going to leave me. That's bad juju. You leave the hand undone. Yeah. I'm saying Paul Pierce I, is like I, two I, rows behind this guy. He's going to, he's going to stretch mean, out the arm. Like right. To listen, even, even as a, even as a Celtic, right. Is, was that another Draymond? They don't love you like that. You not Kobe. Is that what we saw there? You know what I mean? Like, is that another this dig is, to Paul Pierce? Yeah, this is our our, our alt for this one. Count it up. <laughs> Count yeah. it up. How many rings do you have to have before they'd finish the high five? With yeah, you? I mean, like, come on now. Show him a little bit of love, brother. He got you a he got you a championship. Draymond here. said got, it. They don't love you like that. You ain't Kobe. Hey, listen, I, I, I'll give you a count. <laughs> I'll give you a count it up right here. here here's Count's one. Up. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, how high do you got to be on the top 75 to wear the jacket with the collar up in 2022? Oh, we, What's we're, going we're, on we're with that? We're popping the collar? We're popping he, the collar He absolutely had the collar popped up. I was looking at That was the first thing I noticed, and I was like, I'm sorry. Is a, is the Black Album out yet? Like, is is Jay-Z dropping the Black Album tonight? Is that what I'm looking for? No, it's uh, it's college dropout. <laughs> we're wearing the sh- we're wearing the shades with the <laughs> with the lines. The shades with the shutters. <laughs> oh my gosh! Everybody in my school wore those. Um. All right. Last one here. Speaking of Draymond Green and his podcast. Count it up. What is what, what number is higher? Draymond Green podcast episodes during the playoffs or games where he's had double digit points or rebounds or assists. Which one is higher? Oh, wow. Well, I mean, they're in the finals, right? And they played, they played, did they sweep the first round? No, they played the Pelicans. They took them to six. No, they played the Pelicans. Six. Grizzlies, they went six. Six. And Mavs, they went five. And five, and they've played four, three games here. (laughs) 
podcast gotta be <laughs> gotta be podcast he's going live win or lose that's what i love about him bro hey can we get him on the lockdown network i, say, saying, I mean like, like i don't know if that's, that's a heck of us. a post game draymond green has had 14 games where he's had double digit points or rebounds or assists in a game in the playoffs podcast How episodes many? so far not counting after the game three 17 <laughs> <laughs> New media, baby. New, New media. media. Don't play with him, That's man. New a- media is coming, brother. <laughs> Steve Kerr, after the game, was asked, do, we, do you think that Draymond Green's podcast is tipping the other team's hand or giving them motivation? And he said, uh, I don't, I don't listen to the podcast, so I haven't. I don't, know what he, I don't know what he said on there. It doesn't bother me. It's 2022. It's a different world. So it's, you know, players are part of the media there. That's right. Players part of the media, the new media. New media, baby. That's- Stephen A. Smith, get out the way, brother. <laughs> There's never going to be another black man with a hairline pushback like that coming up in the uh, media. Oh, wait. There's like seven more on the way. It's- there you go. That's counted up. That's locked on NBA. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us every single day. Tomorrow, Adam Mares and Wes Goldberg got you covered with the other finals talk and everything else going on in the NBA. Go check out Lockdown Bulls five days a week with Pat, the designer, and Hayes holding you down over there. Lockdown Mavs. We're doing draft stuff with me and Isaac Harris. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. 